Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Red hot comic book movie news. Shooting up your butthole. Welcome to episode 11 of The Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com. My name is James, junior editor at Comic Book Movie. You may James, know... junior editor. <laughs> That's your full name. That's my full name. You may know me as Mr. Sunday, and joining me as always is my co-host, Nick Mason. It's great to be here, Mr. Junior Editor. It sure is. What Mr. a week. Mr. Manager. That's... <laughs> what a week it's been. Has it been a good week for you? Yes. Has it been a good week for Comic Book Movie News? Yes. It sure has. I thought that uh, there would only be sm- um, we'd only be talking about the Amazing Spider-Man two this week because uh-huh. that was like the big thing. Uh huh. Sure. Because the the trailer was coming out and did, mm-hmm. which you know we'll talk about in a bit. But then there was also other news, news that blew minds across the internet. I'm ready. Were they enraged? Uh, a little bit, somewhat. I'm ready to be enraged. Sure, okay. absolutely. Now you, I'm sure you've heard this because everybody. I'm heard. feeling a white hot, like a just a white hot dot in my brain, just building and building and building. And whatever news you have. I'm going to unleash it on that news. Love it. Okay, you like women in comic book movies, right? Yes. Good. I thought you were going to... So you're not going to release your white hot rage on that? Because you're sexist? Yeah, no, that's... I'll, I'll save it for another one. Okay, You've cool. trapped me. You've trapped me. I'm not going to. I'm going to push it aside. Okay, so Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot, it's G-A-G-A-D-O-T. We are going to learn in future how to pronounce that. We certainly are. Because the news is going to tell us how to pronounce that. That's right. But we're not going to... We don't know. No. God, no. Why would we? I'm going to say Gal Gadot. I I think it's Gal Gadot. Like Waiting for Godot. Like Waiting for Godot. Mm. I I had a friend who saw that play. You know, it's got Ian McCallan, apparently. It's like all existential and... Uh Uh-huh. Sure. But he said it was arty-farty bullshit. That's what I said. There you go. (laughs) Well, as we know, theatre, it's for nerds. It is for nerds. That's right. Confirmed. Anyway, she's been cast as Wonder Woman mm-hmm. in the Batman vs. Superman movie, which is the Man of Steel sequel, which may also feature The Flash, which is not the Justice League movie, though it sounds a lot like a Justice it League movie. It does sound like it's building up to be a Justice League movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, first of all, what do you think of her being in the movie? Not the, the actor, but Wonder Woman in Justice League. What, do you mean Man of Steel? Man, yes. Two. Edit around. We'll edit around it. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant because of character overload. Yep. Which, you know, classically it's been villain overload. Yeah. This might be hero overload. Could very well be. But, you know, only three. Yeah, well, and possibly the Flash. Okay, so four. Well, they talk, but... Maybe Green Arrow. (laughs) Maybe Green Arrow, why not? Yep. They were talking maybe, uh, like, 
Well, the rumour is that it will be a smallish role. Uh-huh. And she might not even be Wonder Woman. She might just be Diana Prince. Yep. And who knows, maybe she'll just turn up at the very end and maybe a cameo after the end credits, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I think all these things as well, they'll do nothing but help the movie at the box office. Totally. Because who's not going to see this? Because every, every few months they're like, well, not even every few weeks, they drop something else. Mm. And it's blowing minds. Unless... Maybe not in a good way, but... No, not at all. <laughs> Unless we get kind of... At what point do you think we're going to hit the superhero movie wall? Mm. Where people lose interest completely in superhero movies? I think they're going to have to start changing it up soon, because a lot of them are getting pretty formulaic. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm getting sick of everything grim. Yep. But I also don't like too much humour. Can I be pleased? You cannot be pleased. No. No. <laughs> we are the people of the internet. <laughs> Can you make us happy? No, you cannot, movie industry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Look, I think it, they're probably, it must be coming to a tipping point, though, right? Yeah. Where there's too many comic book movies? Yeah, yeah. What do we do then with this podcast? We can talk about other things. Not, not well. We don't know anything about <laughs> anything else. And we, we barely know about this. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what, what about as far as the, uh, the actress goes? Well, I have zero opinion, but I just Googled her name. Good work. Uh, and the first three news results... Superman versus Batman now Wonder Woman, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the second one says, Gal Gadot, too skinny to play Wonder Woman. Wow! I know, right? It's funny you We started that. on the body issue straight away. We did. Uncool. Uncool the media and the people who said those things. Well, the thing is, though, that, that is a common complaint, that she doesn't look very Wonder Woman because uh-huh. she's quite skinny. You know, which is true. But, um, it's not like... Uh, it's, it's, it's... If, if she can say that about Christian Bale, when you're like, hey, he was in The Machinist. Well, that's he right. He doesn't look very, ba- very Batman. Well, that's exactly he? right. It's not like there's the time, there's not time for her to bulk up uh-huh. between now and then. It's, it's not, yeah. I, I don't think it's an issue at all. It's not an issue, and I think the media at this point should really learn. Like, during the Avengers, you know, they would say. Are we the media? Yeah, no, we're not, we're not the media. <laughs> okay. Except we're, we're radical anarchists. <laughs> okay, cool. Because we're using the internet. To get our message across. But the, the, the mainstream media, the MSM, <laughs> the, the, you know, those guys, the, the fat cats, yep. them fat cats with their little press badges and such. When the Avengers came out, all the press, you know, all the, all the Q&A question time situations, it was always, to the men, it was always, you know, what do you think of the evolution of your character, and yep. blah, blah, blah. And then to Scarlett Johansson, it was always, what kind of diet did you, did you have to get it fit in that cat suit? You know, it was none of, you know, yeah. don't ask her about her character. Well, a lot of the stuff... Which is the yeah. worst. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Because that character has a lot of interesting backstory. Yeah. Well. It's the same thing for Star Wars, though. Whenever you, people talk about Carrie Fisher in Star Wars, it's like, first of all, she was she was a cokehead at the yeah, time. right. But it's like, she had her breasts taped down for the first one. Uh-huh. Because she wasn't wearing a bra. And that's always a big thing that always comes up in every interview with Carrie Fisher. Why was there no bras in, in space? Good question. Mm. Sexist. Yeah, space very, sexist. Yep. And the other thing is... That she had to go to a fat farm. What? Well, that's what she called it, for the first Star Wars. I did not know And that. then do a similar thing. Even with the coke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think she probably wasn't that coked up at that point. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't. And yeah, that's true. She was. I'm oh, okay. No, I don't know. And then the same thing. She had to do the same thing for um, the metal bikini. Huh. And of yeah. course, there's all, you know, that, but that's pretty much the main talking points for that character. Mm. So, you know, sexism. Sexism. Yeah. I'm against it. That's right. Yeah. Also, people are saying that um, Zack Snyder doesn't know how to, you know, how to cast women or whatever. Which I actually don't think is true. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Sucker Punch. Have you seen Sucker Punch? No, I hear it's the worst. I've heard it's the worst. But he's also... Lena Headley from 300. Uh-huh. He cast her. Yep. She's a... Am- Headley? Hetty. Hetty. She's amazing. The woman who played Silk Spectre in Watchmen. Great. Amazing. Yep. Feora? 
from Superman of Steel. Oh, yeah, sure. Amazing. Great. And Superman's mother from Man of Steel, also amazing, though in it briefly. I guess Lois Lane, though some people yeah, totally. take issue with her, but they're all strong female characters. I don't think it's an issue on that point. It's not like Michael Bay where he's got someone draped over a motorcycle yeah, in yeah, short yeah. shorts, you it, know? It's, it's not like Michael Bay where allegedly he he casts women by having them come over to his house and wash his car. <laughs> allegedly. So, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear the, the deal with The Flash, though? Yes. So this is, this is a rumoured story uh-huh. that basically... Um, the Flash is getting all over the place. He is, he's isn't he? Is yeah. This. Did you see that? Did no, you see him? I'm not up to it yet. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah it was. That's it was... getting a little bit more formulaic. That show. Mm. I'm slowly catching up, but there's a bit of you know. Oh, because you're. What episode are you at now? Uh, in season one? Like sixteen. I think. I, I think it gets better in season two. Okay. So right. push through. I will. <laughs> push through the pain Fantastic. barrier. Fantastic. Yeah. That is a lot of. That's a lot of sci-fi comic book kind of media. Just push through <laughs> it. <laughs> Just it, some of it is better. Some of it is okay. You will enjoy it. All you have to do, force it down. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's been a bit of, you know, we're the same, you and I. Oh, uh, yeah, that. yeah. Like it. Are they the same, though? Is that why they said it? No, I think they're... No, they are. Okay. I, I told a friend of mine that I was going to be watching Arrow, and I'm like, I haven't, I'm, I'm way behind, I haven't watched any episodes. And he's like, yeah, it's good, but what generally happens is he, he finds a, a corporate, you know, some sort of corporate criminal. And he yeah. says, you mend your evil ways, or I'll kill you, right? And then they either do or they don't. And then he kills them or he doesn't kill them. Yeah. But in the meantime, he just goes into their like headquarters and just kills all his empl- all their employees. <laughs> like all the bodyguards who presumably have families, wives and children and, and bills to pay and whatever who are just guarding this guy who they think is just, you know, some, you know, corporate fat cat yeah. guy. They, they just get an arrow through the chest and it's fine. Nobody nobody mentions it. Well, they, they kind of steer away from that in season two. Because of all the murders. Because of all the murders. Like he drops the list and he changes his code. I won't spoil it for okay. you, but... um. Well, it's not really that big a spoiler, but yeah, that changes. Huh. But yeah, as far as the Flash goes, though, so yep. this is the this is the story. Yep. The the Justice League will represent the UN. Okay. So Superman is in it represents the world because he yep. is an immigrant and he is a citizen of the world. Uh huh. Batfleck is the US. Uh huh. American. Yep. Um, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, so this is this is the Justice League's setup. Yeah, this okay. is the Justice League setup. So they, so yeah, so they're not just, we're the Justice League of America, it's like we're the Justice League okay, of right, right. everybody. Yep. Of you and me and uh-huh. that poor kid in France. Yep. I don't know his name. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, hey, so Gal Gadot is, is uh, Wonder Woman is like a Middle East kind really? of not area. Greek. No, apparently not. Huh. But that's, this is, this is a rumour, so okay, right. who knows. And the Flash will be possibly a Latino Oh, South American gentleman. Huh. Whatever's. Mm. Okay, next big news. Hey, quick, quick check. Sure. Are you drunk or hungover today? <laughs> Good question. Yep. Glad you I asked. I checked earlier. Okay, I, uh, I, I did go out. I went to a, a winery tour yesterday, uh-huh. and I didn't drink that much. Because huh. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be an incredible... <laughs> not really a wine guy, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Had a few beers. Yeah. I kind of nursed a wine the whole time. Everything fell apart by the end. People were jumping all over each other. Have you ever done a winery tour? It starts off all civil. Yep. People are like, oh, this is delightful. And then it's just at the end, just people crashing into each other yeah, and throwing yeah, yeah, just, things. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's madness, and I bailed. Because I love comic book movies. Absolutely, you do. <laughs> okay. I love how you didn't know, though. You're like, he could be. I he can, still it's, looks it's terrible. It's tough to say. You do. You're, you're, uh-huh. you're like okay. rotten, mate. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. So, big X-Men news as well. I'm ready. Brian Singer announced, and this happened the same time as the Wonder Woman and Spider-Man trailer. Uh-huh. That we're getting X Men Apocalypse Ooh. in 2016. Ooh. Big X Men movie. Yeah, um, big X Men villain. That's right. 
And that's all we know about it. This, that is just the name and the release okay. date. Yep. Now, I don't know that much about Apocalypse because I'm only a casual X-Men fan. But uh-huh. my understanding is you know more than anybody in the world about Apocalypse. Boy, do I. <laughs> I can say heaps of words about him. Not necessarily accurate. So where do you, where do you think this movie will go? Uh, what well, direction? I, I think, well, there's going to have to be his origin story. So it's, mm. there's going to be... Because he, he is, he's the first mutant. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's 5,000 years old or what have you. Yeah. Born in Egypt. And... He's one. He's one of those characters who's got a. There's a. He's he's very Marvel in that there's a lot of. He's interacting with a lot of characters, mm. and the and his powers are sort of a combination of a lot of things. Because I read that he can do pretty much. anything. He can do anything. He can. If you do, did you never play Marvel vs. Capcom? Oh, yeah, yeah, video game? Yep. yeah. He's the villain in that. Okay, the giant one. I, I never drill beat hand. those games. He's got a drill hand. <laughs> At the end of those games, drill, drill games. It's got a big drill hand, man. The madness those games. Yeah. It's just flashing cut. Is that the way the villain is just half the screen at the yeah, end? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, yeah. I never got there. Okay, well, so basically, he's he he's a combination of a lot of things. Drill hand. Yeah, he's got a drill hand, <laughs> but he can he can you know he can change size and shape. Yeah. Uh, he can you know project energy or teleport or, or you know pretty much. He can, he's I think he can he's read got, minds. Yeah, he can read. He's got he's turn invisible. He's yeah. got like complete molecular control, so he can turn into anything. And he's also sort of he's also got uh, technology from the Celestials, who are sort of yeah. like this alien, this alien, super advanced alien race. Yeah. So you know, why are they giving him stuff? I think he stole it. Oh, yeah. It's quite, it's a little bit vague. I think, yeah. But yeah. So he's got. I think, but again, because that's so he's he, as a character, he's so Marvel. They're going to have to cut some of that out. I think. Yeah. Like I think the alien tech is going to have to go away because they're. That's has there been any aliens in the X Men universe, the cinematic universe yet? Not to my knowledge. Okay, no. then then that's going to go. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Egyptian backstory. Yeah, pretending to be a god throughout the centuries. He's gone into hibernation. Now he's back. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't he waking up from hibernation from Cable coming back in time? Is that probably one of the version? Oh, that's right. Because now, well, now they've introduced time travel into the. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's mind's time travel. Oh yeah, it's not action. Okay. <laughs> but you know, they they could chat. They, you know. Uh, who knows how that movie's going to turn out? I reckon they're going to skip that. I reckon they. I reckon Cable is too. I reckon Cable's too odd for. Yeah. For to the movies, well, I reckon. No go. On. I reckon it's just going to be Apocalypse in Hibernation. Nobody remembers he exists, and now he's back in the modern yep. era, and they're okay. going to find him. I think that's going to be it. Well, it was um. Well, they're they're merging though the Fantastic Four and X Men characters because uh-huh. they're they're owned they're owned by Fox, so they're expanding it. Uh-huh. So they might might be seeing more of that kind of stuff. They're making it. They're trying to make it more Marvel. That sounds there. awful. Yeah, I think there there would be no. There's there's no. Ugh. There's going to be two competing Marvel universes: the Marvel Studios universe, which is great, more or less, yeah. with a couple of couple of misses, but it's a great, fun universe. Yeah. And then there's just going to be Marvel Universe for Dummies, which is the Sony one. Ugh. Fox. Yeah, Fox. Whatever. But um, I think I feel like this is like another thing where they're going to get in Apocalypse. Before the Avengers get in Thanos properly, right, and before Justice League get in Darkseid. Uh-huh. So will it be like? So will he show up in the event in, in uh, you know the Avengers three or whatever Thanos? And they'll be like, we've seen this guy. He was in bloody you know whatever because they're pretty similar ish, big hulking greyish kind of. That's a good point, kind of guy. Oh, are you saying 2016 is the year of the big, big hulking greyish guy? <laughs> I can't wait. I'm calling it now. I'm going to get all the Slurpee Cups. Yeah. All the commemorative Slurpee Cups. That's it. Because you know how they're both using Quicksilver and whatever. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're not obviously the same character, but and we know that. But uh-huh. the general public, I'd right. say, wouldn't be able to perceive that. Mm. Also, this movie could literally be set in any point in time. Yeah. Right? Because he's always banging around time and space, isn't he? Yes. So you could ne- wouldn't necessarily have to be Wolverine-centric. 
don't know. Yeah. Well, well Hugh Jackman said this week, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to do another Wolverine. He's like, I'm kind of... He's doing Wolverine 3 and Days of Future Past, and he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's 45. I guess so. It's a little... Seconds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't do it forever, can you? Exactly, yeah. 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 That's that's interesting. But you know what? They really need to, uh, you know, kind of step up more X-Men characters, because... He will leave eventually, mm. and you need somebody else. So I feel like now, if Robert Downey Jr. left the the Marvel universe, uh-huh. it, it would it would take a hit, but yep. it would bounce back because it's got other massive properties. Thor just crossed six hundred million. Thor: The Dark World six hundred million worldwide. Huh. So they'll still do all right, but mm, I don't know. Then again, First Class is amazing, and he's, and Wolverine's not really in it. When you yeah. like a second, but would any of those characters? Could any of those characters carry a solo movie? Do you think? I think um, Magneto could. Young Magneto. I guess so. Yeah. But other than that, probably not. Maybe Iceman? Maybe Toad? Mate, Maybe Iceman. Juggernaut? No, none of those. <laughs> You're a liar. There's that red hot, well, white hot anger you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is. Right <laughs> Alright, now we're getting into the main crux of Ooh. this episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss you've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it a business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge things that used to take like a day and now taking a week there's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth if this is you you should know these three numbers 37,025 one 37,000 That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible, so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of 
mother or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. We are can I mention, and I think this might lead into it. Sure. Spider-Man musical news. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's closing up on Broadway. It um, is. And uh, hang on, where it, it didn't come here, did it? No, it I didn't. I would have definitely seen it. I would have it. seen it. I think because it's too elaborate. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. This. So this. This news report says Bono optimistic about future Spider-Man musical. So maybe it's going to Vegas. I think that might be the. Big, it's not. Uh, yeah, I, re- I really wish I'd have seen this. By all accounts, listeners, if you haven't seen it, by all accounts, yeah, it's just a nonsensical farce. Yeah, it doesn't. It has really nothing to do with. Cost seventy five million dollars. Oh God, you know how many people injured themselves in Heaps. before getting it. So even? many, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, seventy five million dollars, and just yeah, it's it's also something that annoys me that. In order to make it work, it apparently it didn't work. But mm. in order to for it to work on any level, they had to the creators had to add in additional characters that don't exist in the Spider-Man universe. Oh yeah, there's a female there's a, there's villain, a, there's Arachne, which is, who it, was sort of yeah. like a some, who who was originally the main villain, but then I think, and then they had to rework the entire thing, and now she's like a some sort of flashback character. And there was like a, a geek chorus, like a Greek chorus that would explain things that were happening because they were so unclear. And there was a villain. They they had the Sinister Six. But instead of, like, they took out one of the six, I think it might have been Craven the Hunter, and replaced it with a new character called Swiss Miss. <laughs> what is that? Why? Is there not, surely there's another, if, even if they wanted gender balance or something I like don't that, think surely they could, have taken, they could have replaced Craven or Electro or somebody with yeah. any other female. Spider-Man's got enough villains. He's got a lot if of villains. If you can't yeah. build as correct a Spider-Man musical... With the existing characters he has, with hundreds of existing characters, yeah. you've messed up somewhere. I don't think there's a man in musical theatre who'd be willing to go shirtless. 
It's, yeah. That's what I think that that's comes a really, to. That's a really good point, actually. Um, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Yeah, this um, Swiss? Swiss Miss. Swiss to Miss. Yeah, although, it's so that's going to move to Vegas. I would hope, though, there, there was an option here that uh, maybe it'll be replaced by the Australian musical King Kong, the musical, which I just saw. Is that an Australian musical? Yes. I did not know that. It's at the Regent Theatre. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Americans, if it gets there, if, if it gets to America, see it. Australian listeners, get a cheap ticket, go and see it. Are you sure it's an Australian musical? Yes. Huh. Got, you on. saw it as well? I saw it, yeah. Huh. Let's I, discuss it. Okay, just quickly. I'm I not, thought it was great, yeah. but for not for any of the reasons that the producers thought it was great. Well, it, terrible songs, I thought. Awful. If, uh, forgettable songs. The story is nonsensical. Totally. There's a song that goes for about five minutes. The main character guy sings about his father building a bridge. And then it just peters out. Yeah. And people were just confused. I'm like, there was a lot of smatterings me, yeah. of confused applause. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it's an amazing spectacle. Oh, it is. Like, when it gets to the second act, I went, of course, they just want this to be Moulin Rouge with a giant ape. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dubstep sequence. There's two dubstep sequences in it. How did they do that? It's set in the 30s. Yeah, mm. incredible. Incredible, I, I, weird stage. I, turned, I remember I turned to the person I saw it with, and I said, if this musical opens with somebody talking about singing about New York, yep. this, the song's all going to be garbage. And the first line is something like, New York, greatest yes. city in the world. I'm like, this is going to be shit. Oh boy, and <laughs> but, how. But yeah. But it's just, they just packed it in with the most ridiculous yeah. stuff they could. There's even a bit, my favourite part, is there's a bit where... The ape does a leap, and he's in slow motion, <laughs> yeah. and he leaps, and he hits the ground with a three-point superhero, like two feet, and like a giant fist on the ground, and then all the performers around him are wired, and they just fly out. There's a shockwave, and they fly up in the air in slow motion. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, fingers crossed, that goes to Broadway, and we get Spider-Man oh, musical, because the region so has been rigged out for just weird yeah. special effects and yeah. weird staging, so... God. Fingers crossed. I really hope so. Oh boy. Yeah. Listen to see it. See it. For reals. Don't pay a lot of money. God for the no. Ticket. If anything, sneak and in. maybe take your favourite recreational drug before you go in. <laughs> Just there's an option for you. Well, I had a friend who's had to see it twice. What? And he said the second time. Well, they threatened, did they put one of those exploding collars on? Pretty much. He went, them? he went with his girlfriend and then people at work bought tickets and he didn't have the guts to tell them, oh no, maybe I don't want to, I don't want to go because I've already seen it. So he just went along like a, <laughs> I was going to use a bad word, but I'm not going to. No, don't do that. <laughs> but, um, and he goes, it was a painful watch second time around. Oh, really? Because seen the ape. We've that's spent, a good point, We've actually, spent yeah. way too much time on this. No, more time. <laughs> no, that's all right. Continue with you. Okay. Anyway, Spider-Man. We are going to talk about the history of the Spider-Man films uh-huh. leading up to the Raimi films. But before that, we've got to talk about the trailer. Okay. What did you think of it? I don't like Mechanical Rhino. I wish he was regular Rhino. Yeah. But I think because they did the lizard last time, they were like... We've done a kind of hard oh, genetic man. Yeah, okay, fine. Then okay. again, that would lead perfectly into the rhino mm. because they've already got the technology. Yeah, they've got yeah. the technology. Yeah. Mm. Oh no, I think. Um, are you sick of mechanical suits in movies? Probably. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the ultimate Spider-Man version, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting choice. But um, another interesting choice. Mm. That guy as Harry Osborn. Oh, Dane DeHaan. Once DeHaan? you've had, once you've had James Franco. Yeah. As anything. Anyway, he's a bit snivelling, this guy. Well, I guess you know, that's alright, though, isn't it? Can he, can't he be a snivelling dude? I didn't, I didn't love James Franco as, um, whatever, Harry Osborne. How dare you? Because he's not, I don't know, I love James Franco, but I was like, eh, hey, yeah, yeah. You were conflicted. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. I know, I, I'm looking forward to it. And that's another thing, um, there are three villains that we know of in this movie. 
Rhino, which yep. is apparently in it for the first only 20 minutes or so. Okay, good. Allegedly, apparently. Uh-huh. Um, the, the Electro, who looks incredible. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Okay, yeah, he does. And um, Kind of like he has lightning bolt face, but whatever. It's fine. We've discussed it before. It's fine. It's that my dreams aren't going to come true. And the, um, the, the some form of the Goblin. Could be Green Goblin, could be Hobgoblin, could be New Goblin. I don't know. New Goblin. New Goblin. And they were really, they really stopped trying at Spider-Man 3, yeah. didn't they? It even just said on like all the action figure packages, New Goblin. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Ski, ski, snowboard man. <laughs> Flying snowboard man. I um, was going to say. Yeah, well, I, he's never actually called New Goblin in a movie. So I'm yeah. sure that was like a marketing thing where they were just like, we'll just call it New Goblin. That's fine. Great. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. What, what do you think about all those villains in it? Again, I, I'm sick of villain overload. Yeah. But again, if they're gonna if they're gonna restage it so we see the Rhino at the start because that's just Spider-Man's day to day at this point. Yep. I'm okay with it. Cool. All right. Well, there was also hints towards Doc Ock, Vulture. Oh, because in the lab, there's, yeah. there's the which is cool. I don't think they'll be in it. No. But I thought that was cool. As well as Venom and Morbius, their names are mentioned when Harry Osborn's like Peter Parker. The Oscorp has been watching you. And he uses his hologram table oh, or whatever. And he's, I didn't find this. Uh-huh. Somebody on the internet found it. It's got a few names of things. It's, it's got like, what's the, the insane asylum called in um, Spider-Man world? I can't remember. No. It's like their Arkham. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. But uh, there's that and there's something about Morbius and there's something about Venom. Huh. So perhaps saying that um, all these villains might lead into the Sinister Six in the next movie. People okay, are saying yep. that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'd love to see in the next movie? What's up? Sinister Six. Yep. They all show up and they kick the crap out of Peter Parker. Uh-huh. And he's like, why? Why? Uh-huh. And then he gets the black suit yep. and he goes back and he just tears through him. Huh. That would be cool. That would be pretty good. Mm. I'd like to see the black suit done properly. Oh, I'm tired of reboots. Do something new. <laughs> Do something new. Do something new. Film industry, come on. What about some kind of blue suit? I would have said, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Or a mechanical suit. Yeah, we had a, we had a, he's been armoured. He's been armoured, yeah. Silver, the, oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I, not, that list of names, mm. Morbius, good. Yep. Venom, eh. Not so good, I, yeah. I, want, I want more obscure names. Yeah. But quite frankly. I'd like to see Carnage, but you can't go Carnage without Venom. Mm. And just like a, a complete psychopath. Right. Because you know Spider-Man, you can kind of, you know, a lot of his villains, they're kind of, you can reason with them and uh-huh. they're smart people and yep. whatever. And you, if, you, if you really sat them down for long enough, you could probably explain them out of doing whatever they're... Like a long brunch. Doing. Yeah, like a long brunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Like a couple of mimosas and yeah. a long brunch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But can't not so much. Nah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, there's that all out. So do you think it's going to be good? I never said that. Do you think it's going to be good? Oh, No. Really? Yeah, I still haven't seen the first one. Okay, fair point. Well, look, I, I, I like the fact that they've they've dropped the seem to have dropped the grim tone from the first one, uh-huh. which you have not seen. No, but um, so it's a lot more colourful, uh-huh. which I like. Yep. Uh, so more comic bookish, I guess, because Spider Man's not supposed to be. He, he broods a little bit, but he's not your Bruce Wayne brooding kind of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another thing is that in the first one as well, they did a lot of mechanical web swinging. A lot of that was done practical. Okay. And they seem to just go, nah, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> and they just done all CGI. There's a lot is, of work in yeah, that. Yeah, which is fine though. I mean, of course you've got to do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still these CGI web swinging in the first one, but there's a lot of practical stuff. Does it look good, the practical stuff? That's fine. Okay, yeah. then. I, uh, yeah. Well, if we're all ambivalent, then <laughs> CGI is the way to go. Because then you can have him, you know, because he's very... You know, he's very flexible. Yeah. A stuntman's not going to be able to do nah. that. When the, you know, the... What about a stuntman who's stretched? Oh, yeah, they're stretched. Yeah, like maybe they've, they've broken a few of his bones in preparation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would work. 
Because when I was gonna when when the in the nineties when the uh, Spider Man was taken over by Todd McFarlane, yeah, and he sort of really ramped up how dynamic mm. looking that character is, and kind of you know throwing his legs and arms and legs and all sorts of weird, yeah, you know, beyond human kind of ways, spiderish poses, spiderish poses, yeah, you know that was that was really sort of a turning point for that character, and if you can. If you, if you if it's not that's not going to work on screen. I want that. I want I want to see that on screen. Yeah, basically. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there will be a lot of that. Otherwise, you get the 1970s Spider-Man TV series <laughs> leading into. Oh boy! So now you've changed your mind. It's going to be the best movie ever. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. Good. <laughs> um, we are going to talk about today the history of Spider-Man films. Okay. There is a number of unsuccessful projects that try to get off the ground since the mid 70s uh-huh. up until well, the Raimi films. Yep. And it is just. Nonsense. Really? Because I, I started to read this earlier this week. I'm like, what are we going to do for a podcast? I'm like, wow, there is a lot of stuff here. Uh-huh. A lot of crazy... <laughs> just... Is anyone? Does anyone get murdered? Well, yeah, there's a little bit of that. It's, it's a lot of irrelevant stuff. I just... Anyway, so... It's like the history of the jetpack. It's exactly People like that. People keep stealing the jetpack. People get murdered over jetpacks. Guess what, guys? Jetpacks are useless. Burn, burn your legs off. Burn your legs off. <laughs> fly around for three minutes. You know what you can do? Get in a plane. Yep. Fly around for hours. <laughs> You idiots. Would you not buy a jetpack? You know what? This episode, I'm going to direct my why not rage towards people who enjoy jetpacks. I know. Jeez. So you don't like the Rocketeer? That was great, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's the exception. It's pretty great, yeah. yeah. Exception, exception that proves the rule. <laughs> okay. The first one was in 1975. Uh-huh. This was a... A dark age. It sure was. Mm. My God. I'm, gl- I'm so glad I didn't, like... These weren't my big years in, <laughs> in that era. You know what I mean? Yep. I just don't know what would have become of me. I just, I just don't know. But that's looking back. <laughs> that's looking back, though. You, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have missed Facebook and Twitter. You're right, because yeah. you wouldn't have known they existed. Because I'm too busy recording cassette tapes. Correct. Which I guess I still did. Didn't even know in the seventies. Yeah, that's eight true. tracks, man. Eight tracks, man. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so Steve Krantz, one of the producers of the 1960s Spider-Man cartoon, uh-huh. tried to launch a live-action Spider-Man movie in the mid seventies. And here's the interesting part. Even though that's really interesting. That's very interesting, the thing that you said. You said a name, you said a number of dates. Originally, he wanted to make a, make it a splashy action fantasy musical. Yeah! <laughs> Do you yeah, think we'll ever get a terrible, flashy Spider-Man musical? No. no it's too... It's a dream. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful <laughs> dream. We can only imagine the wonders that would have come out of that. But eventually he realised basically that the more straightforward approach was the one to take. Uh So in 1976... Have you ever seen Cop Rock? I've heard of Cop Rock. We should watch Cop Rock. uh, Do you want to explain Cop Rock just quickly? Well, it's a a police procedural. Yep. But it's also a musical. And it's like 22 episodes a season, so it's different songs every... Is that right? I don't know how many episodes it made. I think mine might have been cancelled after eight or something. So it was completely everything is everything is sung. Well, I just don't know. We should get it. We should know. We should find. I'll get it. Pop rock. I'm going to check legitimate sources right now while you speak. Yes, you are. I'm going to let you know if we can get it. (laughs) So in 1976, he was pitching another um, Spider-Man story that involved a college-aged Spider-Man. That's more in line, I think. Yep. Includes the death of Gwen Stacy. Okay. He fights a hundred-foot-tall robot. I'm on board. Plus Nazis. Do the Nazis control the giant robot? You'd think they would. I think they're separate things, because I've got them on two different lines here. (laughs) But the the giant robots are the Nazis' thing. That's true. I mean, other things, certainly. Yeah. Not fun things. Just being pricks. Yeah, just being pricks. Obviously, great uniforms, that's two. And three, giant robots. Yeah. Usually with a brain inside, maybe Hitler's brain inside. Yeah. 
I would. Th- I would assume, assume they can. Well, let's assume they, they can. I'll put them yeah. on the same. Line. Okay, please do. Yeah. Now that that one obviously never got on the ground. Got off oh. the ground. But in 1977, Columbia Pictures, who actually own the rights to Spider Man now, uh-huh. um, this is the this is the part that you particularly wanted to talk about. Is that right? The disco era Spider Man TV series about a grown up Peter Parker who gets spider based powers. You loved that show when you were a kid, didn't you? You know what? I, I remember, Slash movie. I remember renting the VHS a lot. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. But that, those were the... That... I remember there's a daring rescue right at the start, where he very awkwardly and very slowly climbs up a building. Like a spider. Like a spider, very incredibly slowly, to rescue somebody who's about to jump off a ledge. Well, the, the, the first... Do you, movie... like, do you like fast pacing? Do I ever. You won't find it in this. <laughs> well, that was in the day, though, where it was like, you get the Superman movie... That's it. Yep. And, that, and everything else is garbage or never, uh, yep. never comes into fruition. That's true. This one being the garbage side of things. Uh-huh. So basically, the one that you saw, it sounds like, was about a new age guru who might control people to become criminals, and then he threatens to make 10 New Yorkers commit suicide unless he gets $10 million. That's the one. Yeah. Mm. So he's Spider-Man invents web shooter, swings into action against the guru and his army of samurai? I don't remember that part. Huh. There were two other movies that okay, were together from this series. Uh-huh. One called Spider-Man Strikes Back, where... Peter... Atomic Bomb. Yes! I remember that one. Yeah. So basically, Peter Parker's students accidentally gained the materials to create an atomic bomb. Accidentally. How do you accidentally... I don't know. Yeah. You crack open, like... And were they going to use it? They're going to be like, this will be funny. What a prank. <laughs> yeah. We're going to prank the dude with this. <laughs> He's never going to expect it. And the other one was called... Oh, Fallout. <laughs> the other one was called... Uh, Spider-Man The Dragon's Challenge. Don't remember that Which is basically, Spider-Man goes to Hong Kong to chat to save a Chinese politician accused of corruption, resulting in a boat chase. Hijinks. <laughs> yeah. So... Did... I don't know, maybe... Well, th- th- that was like, there were more than those episodes, but those are the ones that were edited together as tally movies and were in some places screened in cinemas. Let's get some of these. Um, next week, I'm going to report back on these. Really? Yes. God. Not all of them, obviously. <laughs> sure. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to... Sort of scrub through and watch five minutes at a time. From what I've seen, his webbing is just rope. It's pretty much like just rope, white, yeah. kind of stringy yeah, yeah. rope, yeah. frayed, yeah. kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his spider sense was very vaguely defined. Like yeah. you just see sort of blue and red, like flashes of just things. If if that was his actual spider sense, that would be really distracting. So if someone's about to punch you and then you get a blue and red flash, yeah. that person would definitely hit you. They would you. definitely hit you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just straight through that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Hong Kong, interesting choice. Yeah. Batman's gone there since. Um, sure. I guess, does Asia love Spider-Man? There's a, there's a Spider-Man TV series, there's an Asian Spider-Man TV series. Yeah. Where he pilots a giant robot. Nazi robot? No, it's a regular <laughs> robot. It's an amazing Japanese robot. It's an alien <laughs> robot. An alien comes down yeah. and gives him alien... Is this one of those things where they didn't actually have the rights and they just did it? No, it's a real thing, I think. God, and it's a, it's a, an alien that comes down. It was it's an alien with spider powers. Yep, makes sense. Who I think needs a champion to save the world or whatever, and so he gives a guy. Why does he? Care? He gives. He's like, he's like a. He's like a Japanese. I don't know. It's like a Japanese motocross daredevil or something, and he gives him the spider powers, and then he becomes Spider Man. But there's very little. I've, I've watched some clips. There's very little actual Spider Manning. There's mo because he's got the giant robot, obviously. Yep. And the motorbike. And the motorbike, but he's also got like a Spider Man car, just drives around in it. It's pretty cool. But yeah, no, it's it's one of those ones that follows the classic format of there's like a villain 
and he goes to punch on with a villain. Yeah. And then the villain grows to gigantic size before he can defeat him. And he's like, well, but he is the giant robot then. Just like Power Rangers. Just like Power Rangers. And exactly. every other Japanese thing ever. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. After that... Sushi. Yeah. You're just about to eat it. Grows to gigantic size. <laughs> you need a robot. So, in 1982, Roger Corman. You know Roger oh, Corman. Oh, yeah, the B-movie. The King, B-movie King of B-movies. That's sure. it. He, he, um, he was going to produce a, his own version um, now he <laughs> licensed was, or unlicensed? Licensed huh. in a big way. Yep. He made, sorry, the legendary original Fantastic Four movie. Oh, the one Remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was and, never released. And he, yeah, and he nearly made this particular Spider-Man movie. Have you seen that Fantastic Four movie? No. I've seen clips. Looks just the worst. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, now, basically, the Corman movie was based on a treatment by Stan Lee himself. Ooh. Yeah. Which stuck pretty close to the comics, and the story was basically this: Peter Parker is a college student again, uh-huh. facing Doctor Octopus. And he would have had a few love interests, including Mary Jane Watson and a sexy KGB agent, Ooh. who I assume is Black Widow. Ah, uh, there was Black Widow around then. Yeah, she, she would have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But apparently, Lee's screenplay was too ambitious, uh-huh. including a huge sequence where Spider-Man fights atop the UN building with lots of swinging, sticking to walls, leaping, jumping, and falling, all while dodging Doc Ock's arms. Do you think I was going to say arms then? Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's great. And there was probably also a really long involved sequence where Spider-Man is mentored by Stan Lee. <laughs> well, funny you should say that. There we go. But I'm going to get to that later. Um, meanwhile, Spider-Man also finds time to prevent nuclear war with Russia. They were all about that back what in the What is days. this? Yeah, in the 80s, they were all about that. Was everybody just terrified of nuclear war? It's pretty bad. Yeah, I know. But like, because I remember asking my dad, you know, I was like, when you were, you know, my age or whatever, yeah. were you like terrified of nuclear war? And he's like, yeah, you know, what could you do? <laughs> Stop it. Keep calm and carry on. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But, uh, no, the, uh, the Corman, to Corman's dismay, the production company let the rights expire. He never made it. Oh. You okay? I would have liked to see that. Yeah. yeah I would have yeah. liked to see all of these, except for the ones that were actually made. Yes. <laughs> we'll never be happy. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, in 1985, the Cannon Group purchased them the rights. Producers of Thunderkick. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah they, they did a lot of... I was going to say crap, but that sounds amazing. That's the greatest karate kung fu blockbuster of all time. Thunder kick. Has he got... Was one of his legs made of thunder? No, but he had... I don't know. He was very powerful kicks. He could do at least run one really good kick. Just one really good kick probably at the end, yeah. So they bought the rights for $225,000 plus profit sharing. And apparently... And this doesn't sound right, but I checked in a couple of sources. Put out a 50-page pull-out ad touting Spider-Man among its upcoming productions. 50 pages. 50 pages. That can't be right. That can't be right, no. page 50 ad. I think so, yeah. That's insane. And also, page 50 ad, that's not a very good... No. Yeah. That's just the middle of the newspaper. That is, yeah, that is riddled with errors, that whatever that statement is. 50, that's impossible. What what do you put in 50 pages? You know what it is? It's just a 50-page issue of Spider-Man. It's a... And then Roger Corman wrote his name on the front, and then they just... In crayon, and they just sent it to the the movie execs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, sounds like it. So the Israeli cousins, um, producers who who um, were producing this movie, uh-huh. called Golden and Globus. Those are their last names. Uh-huh. They were they were known for their schlocky films, and they were trying to go legit uh-huh. through canon. Yeah, right. So basically, Golden, one of the guys, he produced the Death Death Wish sequel. Some of them, sure. Masters of the Universe, yeah, which is amazing, and Superman Four. The, the worst, the, the worst one. I would argue that three is the worst. Four is very clearly the budget has dropped out. Oh, big time! And yeah. just it's just like where, where as much as I dislike them, the first couple 
you know, quite quite majestic. Yeah. Fourth one, just kind of, just walking down the street, being Superman. <laughs> being Superman. Yeah. I do like evil Superman in Superman 3, though. Yeah. Where he fights himself. <laughs> what an achievement. What a cinematic achievement. Now, despite being hugely uh, enthusiastic about the Spider-Man character, Golden was very unclear about the concept. He wanted to change Spider-Man's origin to be caused by an evil scientist named Dr. Zork. Who creates mutants? Great. You're, you're following? Yeah, I'm following so far. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> he's going to create mutants if he's an evil scientist. That's yes. right. Peter Parker would be a lowly employee of Dr. Zork, who accidentally gets turned into Spider-Man and then has to fight Dr. Zork's army of mutants. In another screenplay that was considered, Spider-Man gets turned into a eight-legged tarant- tarantula, a giant one. For how long? It says here 18 years. Huh. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That, that sounds more like a horror movie. It does, doesn't it? And that's like a like the fly or something. Yeah, yeah. But back in the day, I guess you know your your superhero origin stories were not like nobody was precious about them. No, maybe they were. I don't know. Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sure people, you know, producers were just like, oh, who cares? Yeah, hang it's on, just it's done. It's right. just kind of you know, it's just kind of comic book schlock. Who cares? Yeah. kind of thing. Whereas yeah. whereas now it's very important. <laughs> it is. You got to yeah. get it right, Doctor Zork. Like, why would you, what my, where is the thought process where you think kid getting bitten by a radioactive spider is worse than guy working for Dr. Zork who creates evil mutants? Like, even the name. Yeah. It's the name, isn't it? It's the name. It could have been Dr. Smith and you've been like, that's reasonable. Yeah. Zork. Have you ever met anyone called Zork? I've never met anyone named Zork, no. God. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, in this version, um, apparently, Scott, well, no, this is true. Stuntman Scott Lever, who I don't know, was considered to play Peter Parker. And there's actually shots of him, test shots, uh-huh. where he's sort of in a Spider-Man-ish suit. And there's one where he's in half civilian clothes, half Spider-Man clothes. Uh-huh. So the, I don't know what the deal is there. What, you mean s- split down the split middle? Split ex- exactly down the middle. That's weird. Yeah. You know what that is? That is a weird low-budget transforming effect shot or whatever. <laughs> They just they'll use a sequence of mirrors or something like that, and just cut from one to the other, and it looks like he's changed yeah. clothes instantly or whatever. But, but he doesn't need to change his yeah. clothes instantly. That's the other thing. Yeah, he's not Superman. It's the eighties, man. Yeah, it is. Sure is. I wish it was the eighties now. No, you don't. No, you're right. Mm. Okay, they, they apparently they also dreamed of casting Tom Cruise in the role, according to the LA Times. That would work. Yeah, but as if he would have done. No, he wouldn't have done 80s. it. Absolutely, he wouldn't work yeah. in the canon group. Mm. Oh God, no. So basically, uh, the Dr. Zork version was scrapped uh-huh. in favour of a version where Doc Ock was played by Bob Hoskins. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, of course he was. And that version apparently where he'd wear like a, a plasticky, rubbery kind of torso piece and where the arms were all fused horribly to his skin and whatever. Uh-huh. So that was they're going to be that version. So they weren't just like kind of drilled in neatly. They were like melted to him. Great. Yeah. Mm. And also, this version actually includes this part, which carried over... That's where the... Bob Hoskins was a thing? Well, Bob Hoskins has Alzheimer's and has retired from acting. Way to bring that up. Way to make me look like a jerk. <laughs> yeah, well, they were going to do the Roger Rabbit feel, uh, sequel. They were talking about it for yeah, years, yeah. and then that happened, so mm. I kind of went by the wayside. Huh. Yeah. We could get Ron Jeremy, porn star Ron Jeremy. That's true, yeah. 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 They're similar enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this version, though, yeah, includes a bit where Peter Parker discards his glasses because they hinder his eyesight. You know that happens in the first Spider-Man? Correct, He wakes does. up and he, and he yeah. has to take him off. Uh-huh. So I guess that one thing carried over. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That is pretty They got amazing. one thing right. Yeah. 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 And even then. Oh, this is interesting as well. Another version included... They had a lot of versions, by the way, uh-huh. This just with this company. Included uh, Spider-Man going up against a bat-like scientist turned vampire 
who I assume is Morbius. Sounds like Morbius. Um, though he wasn't named. And another where Dolph Lundgren is Doc Ock. Doesn't work at all. Does it work really well, though? No. Oh, yeah. He's got a... The 80s Doc... Doc Ock's short, fat guy. Dolph Lundgren. He's enormous. He's a, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, man. yeah. Okay. He's, might be a good Venom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 80s Venom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. He'd be a good the 80s Punisher. Or a He-Man. Yeah. Good both of those things. You're not going to believe this, but Stan Lee, who loves everything, rejected all these scripts. Wow. But at the same time, pushed for himself to play Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <sighs> that's what I was. That's what I've been waiting for. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd be happy with that. Oh, dear. Yeah. Do you think at this point? Do you think he asks to be in cameos, or do you think they just they just put him in? It's assumed that he's going to be in it. Are you against him being in it? Does it take uh... you out of the film? Does it take you into the film? Um, Films. You know, it's a good yardstick because I can go, ah, there we go, Stanley's still alive. Great. (laughs) Good. Um, Does he add anything? Not really, I don't think. I think it's nice to say. I'm never like, what a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm never, I'm not against it. If they stop doing it, it's fine. Mm. You know, I mean, he's done a lot, he's done so many great things for comics. He was writing comics when everyone thought comics for dick, for, after dickheads. Yep. And only slightly less people think that now. So. <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, he's carved a real path for, yeah. for nerds everywhere. That's right. Good for him. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Albert Pym, P-Y-U-N, 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 doesn't matter, no. probably dead. Ali P. Ali P. Albert P. Was chosen to direct, and if you didn't know this, he was, uh, he directed the 1990 Captain America film. Oh, good. <laughs> And the movie There's a very small pool of people to draw from. I'll tell you what, I guess it was people who were up on charges for various things <laughs> and they could you know they couldn't get any legit work. So you just make it just a terrible superhero yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Um the movie was to be shot um to save money on the same sets that were used for that were going to be used for Masters of the Universe two. Is there much set crossover between a weird barren desert future world and, and modern New day New York City? There is zero. <laughs> I guess they could do it in the the convenience store. Don't they find a convenience store in Master of the Universe at one point? Oh, there is a bit, yeah. They can set it entirely in a convenience store. Yep. Yep. Like phone booth, but in a convenience Correct, store. Correct, yes. And they could change the origin so Peter Parker works in a convenience store and... Dr. Zork is his manager. Dr. Zork is his manager and the Slurpee contains some sort of mutagen with a spider in it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I would say just a regular spider... Goes into a Slurpee, gets electrocuted. Great. What do you think? <laughs> I think that totally works. <laughs> so, yeah, um, all this fell through, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. But the sets were used that they actually did build build for Pewin's film, Cyborg. Oh, with Dolph, with uh, Van Damme. Yeah. Is that Cyborg? Yeah. Isn't that Universal Soldier? No, he did Cy- Cyborg as well. Oh, my God. He did Cyborg, and then Angelina Jolie did Cyborg 2 or 3, possibly. Really? Yep. Was she the Cyborg? She was the Cyborg. Oh, my God. Yeah. I learned something today. Yep. Well, I, well. Didn't, I didn't think Albert P. was going to do anything with his life, <laughs> but he directed Cyborg. There you go. So, this all fell through. Uh-huh. Early 90s, James Cameron was brought on board to Holly shake was, things up. Hollywood's James Cameron. Hollywood's sure. James Cameron. Mm-hmm. He was big at the time. Uh-huh. Terminator. What happened to that kid? He had a lot of potential, and then he just dropped off the radar. Yeah, completely. Yeah. He, um, well, he was coming off the back of Aliens, Terminator 2, which I think was coming out around that time. Yep. So he was a big name, obviously. His version involved... So they Sam- dragged him away from building his submarine. 
kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming, yep. Yeah. His version was got to include Sandman. Uh, Sandman? Did I say that right? Yes. The word Sandman. This word Sandman. Sand you put <laughs> them together. Now put them together. Sandman. Oh, just... just Sandy move. Man. Just move on. Just okay. move on. Just move on. And Electro as villains. Uh-huh. So basically, this film... Um, it was somewhat adult in nature because it had an aggressive kind of rebellious Peter Parker. Oh, he gets into erotic adventures. Well, yeah, pretty much. Ooh. Heavy on propa- profanity uh-huh. with somewhat sexualized scenes, like where Peter Parker uses his spider powers to spy on Mary Jane Watson getting changed. There's actually storyboards of this where she's it's drawn obviously yep. like a storyboard. Uh-huh. She's in a bra. Yep, and I'm he's listening. upside down. Go on. <laughs> He's upside down looking through the window, like, ooh, with that look on his face. Okay. So, yeah. Basically, um... But he'd be all... He'd turn away before. Well, not in this version, because he's a real kind of creepy kind of... Oh, he's a creepy guy. 90s kind of grungy kind of dude, Uh, I guess. Oh, I see, right. So, I'm going to read you a a bit from uh, James Cameron's Scriptment. I'm ready. Which he was paid a lot of money to write. Probably would have paid for a couple of those torpedo tubes (laughs) on his submarine, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so this is the following scene. Um, uh, this is an actual scene. I'll read it verbatim. Okay, I'm ready. Okay? I want you to imagine this. Okay, I'm okay, so... my mind's eye. I can do it. I've imagined things before. The next day, and this is assumably after he was bitten by a radioactive Slurpee. Yep. With a spider in it. Yep. Uh, tight on Peter Parker as he wakes up. Sounds erotic already. <laughs> yeah. Should I just... I'll, I'll, leave you to, I'll leave you to it. Okay. Go ahead. He opens his eyes cautiously, not knowing what to expect. Pull back to reveal he is still in bed. All is normal. What a lazy bugger. Continue. He breathes a sigh of relief. In fact, he feels pretty good. Lots of energy. He pulls back the covers and... Something is causing the sheet to stick to him. He lifts it, revealing a white sticky mass completely covering him. Gluing himself to his bed. And in the picture of this, it's all his lower half. Huh. That's a bit rude. (laughs) I don't know why specifically. I don't understand what that is, but... <laughs> There's something going it on feels, there. It feels a bit rude. It does, yeah. doesn't it? So this Peter Parker, right? Yep. Another bit. This is the description of him. Mm-hmm. He's age 17. Yep. This is a scene description as well. Peter's in the bathroom, popping zits in the mirror. Uh-huh. I don't want to see that in Neither the movie. Neither do exactly. It's not no. cool. Seems unpleasant. Yeah. He puts on his glasses and checks himself in the mirror. Still the same. Nerdy. He doesn't care. Screw him. He thinks that they're the real losers. They'll be flipping burgers while he's discovering the cure to cancer. We'll see who wins in the long run. He wears his isolation like a badge with an air of superiority. That sounds like Peter Parker, doesn't it? No, it's just a awful. real prick. Just a real, just a real mean prick. Yeah. Uh, Cameron painted Peter Parker in darker hues than the previous writers. Yeah. So he's morally ambiguous. That's the yeah, that's right. Mm. Morally ambiguous, profane, sadistically violent, and he gives our uh, Peter uh, Parker Mary Jane Watson as a love interest. But she's like snobbish and upper crust. And she's got a drunk father, which actually carried over into yep. the other mm-hmm. one. So yeah. There's another um, infamous scene. The last one I'm going to read. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> this one has dialogue. Good. So this is probably my first shot at acting. Is it two characters? Uh, yes, but the other one has only one line. Do okay. you want to do it? Yeah, I want to do the line. Okay, okay. it's Mary Jane. Okay, alright. You cool with that? Yes. <laughs> this is going to get super awkward, just so you know. No, I'm okay, <laughs> okay. with that. Okay. Okay, Spider-Man. If anyone, if anyone in Hollywood is listening as well. Yeah. Are oh, you ready? Are you yeah. ready for this? <laughs> this is my when Garfield, when Garfield bows out, <laughs> finally, when his Britishness catches up with him, <laughs> yes, and his right. teeth just warp out of all proportion, and he just gets so pale and pallid that the lights just, they can't pick him up anymore. He turns invisible. <laughs> we call that Cumberbatch syndrome. <laughs> 
Spider-Man says... Uh, this is uh, this is all set on top of a bridge, by yep. the way, just so we're clear. Uh-huh. Courtship among the spiders is highly ritualised. It varies from species to species. The male, male spider may circle the female or wave his front legs to signal that he is not prey. He's saying that out loud. Yep, great. Spider-Man moves in a, hip, moves in a hypnotic arc around her. Ooh. He raises his hands in dance-like movements, then lowers them. Ooh. What do you think so far? It's a powerfully erotic adventure. It sure is. Spider-Man then says, The female usually signals her willingness by being uncharacteristically passive. Mary Jane takes a deep breath, her lips tremble, her knees are weak, her eyes gazing at the silhouette before her. She doesn't move or speak, he moves closer. She sounds like she's been poisoned. <laughs> Spider-Man continues, In certain crab spiders, such as the Zyziscus, the male will attack stra- attach strands of silk to the female, tying her limbs. And then he does do that. Uh-huh. Right. Um, since the female can break free at any time, the bonds have only symbolic significance. And then this is your part, right there, where it says Mary Jane. The male must be very bold to take such liberties with the predatory female. That's very good. Thank you. <laughs> yes, he is very bold, but he must also trust her. He moves in close. He removes his mask and kisses her. Their mouths move very slowly with sensuous and they sensuously devour each other. Peter and MJ are locked together. He is mesmerizing, gentle, and powerful. He pushes up her skirt. They make love high above the world. She doesn't look. Jesus. <laughs> so that's... It's immensely disturbing. <laughs> yeah. That's weird, right? That's the weirdest Cameron... That's the weirdest thing James Cameron's ever done, do, surely. Do you think they were just like, here's three million bucks, just bang something out, and he's like, yep, yep done. Yeah. It just... I don't know what is going on there. But yeah, wouldn't that have been an amazing movie, in a way? Yeah, but ugh, we'd feel bad after it, wouldn't we? <laughs> we sure would. I feel bad now. There would have been a, there would have been a couple of years where no superhero movies came out. No, after that. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, good thing though. Stan Lee yes. absolutely adored it, huh. and he gave Cameron, the camera director, Spider-Man movie, his hearty endorsement. It was the Spider-Man we all know and love. Lee said, yet it somehow felt fresh and different and new. Great. So Lee's on board. Yep. Yeah. He actually wanted to play Peter Parker. No, okay. Also, Cameron came up with the organic web shooters. What do you think of that? Which they don't use anymore. No, that's true. They don't. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Surely he was on the... They, people have toyed with that idea before that. Yeah. Surely, before the 90s. Wouldn't surely. they... They brought it into the comics after they used it in the movies. Is that right? Yes. Or did it happen Wait. before that? Let me think. Well, Spider-Man 2099 yep. had him. Yep. Pre-movie. Yep. Uh, let me think. No, you know what? I think it was movie first, and then they. No, it was definitely movie first because what they did is in the comic book they he had a weird kind of spider rebirth. I did, didn't where he? Where he was in like a weird Spider-Man cocoon. Didn't he, he turn into a spider? Yeah. And then burst out of a then spider. Then he burst out of a spider, and then he had organic web shooters, and he became stronger. Yeah. So he became like movie strong because he's stronger in the movies, I think. Okay. And he also had the ability to communicate with spiders, which they've never mentioned ever again. <laughs> So, Why would they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But they've since they've since magically retconned that. Yeah, he's all back. Got, to he's back the way, yeah. 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 Do you prefer the mechanical web shooters or the organic web shooters? I prefer the organic ones because, yeah. I mean, he's a spider. Yeah. But would they come out of his wrists? They'd like, come out of his butt, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, what? If he's if he's a, got spider powers, but he's just got cling to walls and ESP, yeah. it's not really spider powers, is it? No. Yeah. Not you, want really webs, you want webs, right? Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. 
Spiders don't really have ESP. <laughs> so basically, the whole lot so of... you can trap them under a glass. That's true. Yeah. Oh my god. You'd put them a glass on them. That ESP, they'd figure that out, wouldn't they? I put that in my video. I said Spider-Man, my video this week, Spider-Man's village should be a glass jar and a sheet of paper. You know, you know <laughs> what it should be. <laughs> so basically, there's a whole lot of Lego mumbo-jumbo, because Columbia owns some of the rights... MGM owned some of the rights, but they also owned some of the rights, both of them, to the Bond franchise. Because hmm. Columbia made that um, that Bond film, that Casino Royale film. With David the, Niven. Yeah. The, the and Woody Allen. One. Yeah, yeah. The spoof one in the 60s. So uh-huh. they, they could have continued to make Bond films. Uh-huh. And so they basically came to an agreement where Columbia got Spider-Man, MGM got Bond, done deal. And that was um, and that was when Columbia then created the highly successful Spider-Man trilogy, and now in turn the reboot sequels that you love. I love them so much. But that's all the story for another day, Mason. Oh boy! I want you all. I've written this here. Uh-huh. I want you all at home to imagine me closing a big picture book Shrek style, which is what I am doing now. Nice. And the back cover's got a big embossed butt on it, <laughs> with webs coming out of it. <laughs> So that is our podcast for this week. That was pretty good. We will talk about um, all the Spider-Man movies, probably closer to the release date of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So I should probably watch them all. Nah. You've seen them all, haven't you? Except for the reboot. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Reluctantly. Yeah. Because you hate those movies, isn't that right? (laughs) Yep. I hate them. I hate them and anyone who watches them. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Well, we may as well wrap this up. Next week, do you want to talk about anything? I'd rather not talk about anything. This is my noises. So yeah, that goes. Do you do you do any animal impressions? It's, I can do interpretive dance. Really? Yeah. That works. That'll work well. I think so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So if you'd like to hit us up on Twitter, please do so at uh, Weekly Planet Pod. That is also the name of our Facebook page. You can also hit us up at Weekly Planet Pod at Gmail. We've had a lot of suggestions for uh, different shows that we can do, so we've got a bit of stuff lined up. For Love people. it. So if you've got a suggestion, please shoot it forward. Oh, question one that uh, somebody had this week: Do you want to see any Spider-Man spin-off movies? Give me an example. Venom. No. <laughs> That's it? Oh, uh, no, you know what? I would uh, I would kind of like to see Flash Thompson as Venom. Yeah. As, like, Agent Venom. Yeah. Uh, but how do you get there? Yeah, how do you get there? Because you need he's, you need to introduce him, you need to have a likeable Flash Thompson, then you need to have... There is a Flash Thompson in The Amazing Spider-Man. Is he a dickhead? Yeah, he's a dickhead. Oh, then. But they have a kind of a moment. Oh, okay, so he's redeemed. Yeah, a okay. little bit, but yeah, right. he's not in it that much. Uh, what else would I like to see? Uh... What about a Spider-Girl, woman? Yeah, fine. What about Spider-Man 2099? I'd say that. I would definitely say that. Yeah, that would be really good. Um, Boy, I'd like to see a J. Jonah Jameson movie. But it's just J.K. Simmons from the original ones, and it's just him yelling. I'd say that. Would it be... It never leaves his office. Yep. And just a series of, like, weird... Like, employees come in, and they've got problems for him, and he just yells at them creatively. (laughs) And then they leave, and then, like, more weirdness happens. And maybe occasionally you see past his head like in the windows behind him you see like the green goblin and like explosions and he's fighting <laughs> Spider-Man but it's never referred to and he never turns around because he's not interested he's just interested in yelling at people that would be the best yeah I've did you that. just think of that then? yes I did yeah, that's mm. great do you think it would be uncool because none of the actors have come back from the last Spider-Man movie uh-huh. except for Stan Lee right. I don't, actually I don't think he's got a cameo from the, do you think it would be cool to get that same actor as J. Jonah Jameson back in yes who do they have in the... In Nobody. The, Nobody at the yet. moment. Yeah, bring him back. I would love to see him yeah. back. He's great. He's the best he's one. He's probably the best part of those movies. He's the most ac- He's the most accurate to the comic books yeah. of any character ever, I think. And he's over the top, but in a believable kind of way. Because yeah. I've worked with people who are similar-ish to yeah. that, I yeah, guess, yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. Just lunatics in charge. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But yeah. 
Your Twitter is Wikipedia Brown, is correct. that right? That is correct. Mine is Mr. Sunday Movies. Please hit us up with any information you would like to say to us. Just positive stuff, though. Just or positive. really negative. <laughs> if it's really negative, I'm totally on board. I still got to say, though, we, we have, it's all pretty much positive. Love it. Uh, yeah, which is great. So yeah. we appreciate People all the are very down. kind. They are. Yeah. Surprisingly, considering we're absolute fucking idiots. I think, we're, I think they've been tricked by the accent. I don't want to pull back the curtain, <laughs> but they're not aware that we're idiots because of the accent. Okay. We seem laid back. Yeah. But it's just we're idiots. Yeah. Good. Great. Let's keep it up. Yeah. All right. See you next week. I'm going to eat this paste. Good. Nom, 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 nom. Bye, everyone. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.